Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, it, we're getting, uh, well, we're, we're not getting ready to, I guess, technically. We're cruising into the weekend, and you might be listening to the show, and it's the weekend. It's you know, I got to tell like you, though, I have to tell you, I'm a little concerned about everybody in their outdoor activities, especially in the Northeast, because this smoke won't go away. They're saying it's smoke from Canadian forest fires, but I've been around for decades, and I've never seen situations like this. Well, you know, and I was going to bring up the orange air because I've, I've had some suspicions and thoughts about it. Now, no, let's let's first talk about the fires. Mm-hmm. Well, forest fires started by lightning, but, you know, the, the, the concentration of the fires, so like some of them in circles, are not like, and we don't, we, we're not aware, when, when a storm causes something, you know, it's all over the news. But no, these fires are just cropping up like they're set. So I got to thinking, and I'm going like, okay, mm-hmm. there's stories coming out where people are getting bloody noses and worse. You know, it, it, it's like a, it's it's like this apocalypse movie, you know, where all of a sudden you're going, oh, the air, the, out come your guts. Well, <laughs> we're not there yet, but the point is it's getting bad. And I started thinking, what if this is not um, – the innocent accident they're trying to portray it as? Right. Maybe maybe it's a purposeful, and it's almost like the next pandemic, because if they did a viral pandemic, mm-hmm. it would be too too obvious. And people, you know, even though you still see people wearing their masks because of the pandemic, it's over. It's that, that, that fear is gone. They're just, they're overkill. So to get people back in masks, well, we've got this smoke. But, you know, we talked about yesterday the chemical smell that yes. some people are getting now there's the bloody noses and 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 worse and people getting sick and going in to the hospital so what if my my thought is is that this is a purposeful and then we go well you know canadian air getting over here somebody in california or pennsylvania goes you know when our air gets bad we're going to have to not only issue warnings but we'll have to issue fines to uh the you know, the harboring, you know, country or state. So they do that. So they penalize penalize Canada. Yeah. And then it kicks up even worse to where, well, let's just take it all the way down the line. Mm -hmm. So they say this whole thing is now the reason for, you know, some kind of global warming or cooling or anything like that well, to sell an agenda. Bill, what if they decide, okay, look at, um, I think we need to lock everybody down in their house, stay inside, lock down, work from home. Does that sound familiar, folks? I mean, we're not there yet, but uh, what I can tell you is this. Yesterday I went out to do my lawn, uh, usually something I do uh, with uh, short sleeves and uh uh, in the in the heat of the sun and just enjoy. I had a mask on yesterday. They call this stuff now fog in the forecast, but then above it they put an air quality alert in effect notice, meaning well it's really not fog. It may look like fog. You know, fog is is different than smoke, folks. And when you go outside and you can smell it, you know it isn't fog, and, and um, it irritates your lungs. And they're saying it could be unhealthy for sensitive groups. Well, yeah. what's a sensitive group? What if you're a young, healthy athlete uh, in the best shape of your life and you're just sensitive to smoke? Are you in an unhealthy group? I mean, 
And how about the poor people in nursing homes and stuff like that who are going to really suffer from this? Is this intentional? Is this Because the other thing I ask is, if there are fires in, in Canada, why aren't we sending uh, military Our units people. up there with, uh, you know, axes and shovels and hoses and trucks? Why aren't we putting them out? You know, I hear nothing about this. Nothing. Well, that's the point. You know, a hurricane hits down in Florida and the power goes out. Uh, all of a sudden, all the crews in your municipality start, you see the lines of the trucks going down there so they can rebuild the infrastructure and do what they got to do to clean it up to get things back or vice versa. Uh, when you hear about the, cal uh, the fires out west, all of a sudden you see the brigades of fire crew mm -hmm. that are going out to help fight that thing. And... You Canada, know, whatever you think about Canada, they're still our neighboring country. They're, they're our neighbor. They're our brothers, sisters, whatever. A lot of Canadians live here. No, 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 nothing to see here. Something stinks, and it's not just the smoke. You know, I live in uh, suburban Pittsburgh, and people say, well, you live in Pittsburgh. You must be used to smoke. Well, no, no. no. In the 40-plus years that I've lived around here, uh, it has prided itself in doing a renaissance. It's changed. It's a, a different city than it was back in the uh, 20s and 30s when uh, they literally had to turn on their streetlights at noon because of the smoke and smog in the city from the steel mills. It's a different right. place right now. Uh, it is not a smoky place. To live. But you, And another thing, people say, well, you must be used to it. You live in Pittsburgh. Even when they had that smoke in Pittsburgh, uh, they didn't live long. They don't tell you that the average lifespan of a, of a, a resident in Pittsburgh might have been 45 years of age because they died from uh, respiratory problems back in the heyday. It was just mm -hmm. normal. Uh, so, you know, uh, this is not a normal situation we're living in right now. Uh, I saw a helicopter, a picture of a helicopter up in Canada with a flamethrower on the bottom of it. So help me God. And it was... They were saying it's uh, what were they calling it? It was it was lighting cut lines so that I guess they would burn out certain areas of, of forest so that the mm -hmm. major major forest fire would stop there, you know. So they, but they were controlled fires, but it sure didn't look like a controlled fire to me. This thing was literally hanging from the bottom of a Bell Jet Ranger, and uh, it was it was laying down. Um, uh, fire uh, all over the the forest up in up in Canada. I'm thinking, boy, if they wanted to start it, that's a great idea. If they wanted to mm -hmm. keep them going, that's a great idea. It doesn't look like such a great idea if they want to put them out. You would think that oh. some kind of uh, retardant might work, you know, or water that would be good too. Anyway, um, now that's off our chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, actually, that 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 thick air actually gets on your chest. Oh it's man, can you smell chest. it up in your area yet? Because it is here. No, but I do see. You know, I I just showed it to you on camera. But I and don't ask me to read this thing. I don't know what all the things are. I see the numbers. I know when the numbers get up in the fives and sixes. You know the you know ooh, ooh, something's wrong, and I see that I measure six different types of air levels. But I also got. You know, warning lights. Like if it's green, hey, that's good. Uh, if it's yellow, ooh, that's caution. If it's red, uh-oh. Well, know. what they're saying here is that it's going literally from Canada 
down through uh, the Chicago and Detroit area and Cleveland. It's coming over Pittsburgh and then heads south down to as far south as uh, Washington, D.C. They're getting it. Uh, but it does say that you're kind of missing it as of right now in northeastern PA, uh, which is a good thing. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But uh, it, it really is something to see. If you saw the Pirate game the night before last, uh, they had a wide shot of the stadium at PNC Park. And, you know, the lights are on and you could see in the sky this thick haze. And, mm-hmm. and a couple of the ball players in the dugout had taken uh, towels and wrapped it around their nose and mouth as like a mask because it was bothering them too. Yeah. So um, this is not good. This is not something which is normal. They're trying to make it sound like it's no big deal. Happens all the time. It doesn't happen all the time. I've, well, you know, I've, like I said, I've lived here for a long time, and I haven't seen this on a regular basis. Trust me. Yeah, and you know this can mix with weather patterns. You know when you got the hot, the cold getting together, making in thunderstorms, and you do have that big uh, storm that's been blowing through the Midwest. Did some big damages yesterday. Uh, in, in the Midwest, and I haven't looked at the weather today, but obviously it uh, something evil blows this way. Mm-hmm. And wh- how is that going to mix? Because we got the air bad quality here, and how is that going to mix with it? People are scared, and they're asking the question. I'm seeing the videos everywhere going, what are they doing to us? And they're downright afraid. And I'm not talking, you know, well, those right-wing, you know, Nazi Republicans... No, these are left-wing socialist Democrats that are saying the same thing. So something's up, and people are knowing it, and it's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah. You know, but speaking of something on your chest, Dylan Mulvaney in the news, he made another TikTok video the other day. I did it's, not see it. I missed it. No, I, I, I don't know why well, I missed Dylan. I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. You know yeah, well, you well, did maybe, I can, maybe I can it's, find it. Yeah, you, yeah, well, he's on uh, Gateway Pundit, and his, his, uh, his video is there. And, you know, gag me with a spoon, you know, because he's sitting there, he's drinking a glass of beer, he, you know, because, you know, I do drink beer all the time. And I, you know, you ever have that feeling when something sits heavy on your chest? It's called a heart attack there, buddy. <laughs> and, you know, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, he's, he's, he's going into this rant and rave, and then he admits that he was paid to do the stupid video mm-hmm. yeah, to begin with. But when you see him sip the beer, Dylan, let me tell you something about acting. Uh, if you're going to act a part, uh, do some study well, on the I, role. I, I think I have. I may have Dylan here. Hi. Oh, you'll have the audio. He's sipping beer. One thing I will not tolerate people saying about me is that I don't like beer because I love beer and I always have. Um, I built my platform on being honest with you. And what I'm about to tell you might sound like old news, but you know that feeling when you have something uncomfy like sitting on your chest? Well, that's how I feel right now. So this feels like the right thing to do. I took a brand deal with a company that I loved and I posted a sponsored video to my page. And it must have been a slow news week because the way that this ad got blown up, you would have thought I was like on a billboard or on a TV commercial or something major. But no, it was just an Instagram video. And the wildest part is that they also sent me one can with my face on it. You might have seen it. And funny story, I had the can around my house 
But then I realized, wait, I need to protect this can. So I hid it somewhere. Hey. And now I can't we find done it with because him? I hid it so well. But oh, when I'm I do find it, I feel like Oh, my God. It's you like, know, he's like a virus. He's contagious. I'm going to start talking like this now. You know, he, he, like has, he, has, he has this perpetual grin on his face. Uh, it, it just it's like oh, well, yeah. let's just be honest here. His, you know, when you look at a person, people, say, you know, when the people say, "Well, he's got a net worth," Dylan didn't have a net worth until he decided, "Well, I'm going to go tra- transgender and I'm going to document it on, you know, social mm-hmm. media." So he did that. His transformation. Then the beer came along, and that was a mistake. You know, a twenty-eight million or billion dollar mistake by but why whatever it is it's a big freaking number that they they are in the toilet <laughs> oh with. they're 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 really hurting financially but you know they're doubling down they're backing a lot of uh, pride parades and they're they're not doing any mea culpa by any stretch of the imagination i mean they did fire the marketing director and the person who hired the marketing director they they didn't say we fired them we put them on permanent leave (laughs) we reassigned them they're they're now working in the unemployment office they're loading trucks at the in the back you know yeah (laughs) yes things have changed yeah they they are uh, they're out of here get out of here you know that's (laughs) don't let the door hit you because i'm kicking it pretty fast and hard (laughs) um so dylan is is now he's coming out and he's saying he's trying to do like a, a confession he's trying to stay relevant friends because People aren't paying attention to him anymore. The invitations to the different talk shows have have dwindled, I would imagine, because he's old news, and uh, they're just people are just about up to here, and you can imagine where I'm pointing if you're just listening. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and so he's trying to come out with another video to look relevant again. Here I am. I just came out and I had. I love beer. I've always loved beer and. Dylan, I don't care whether you like beer. I hope you have a case at home. I hope they sent you, you know, a truckload of beer, and you can just sit around your backyard and, and you know, binge. <laughs> well, according to him, there was only one can with his picture on it. I don't quite buy that, but because the, well, I'm not going to get into the, the one-up, you know. You know, the it, they did such a 180 from when I was a kid. I mean, when I was a kid, their their slogan was, for all you do. This buds for you, you know. I mean, it was it was very all American, meaning, and it would show guys working on bridges and people, you know, uh, working as cowboys. It was manly, manly stuff. And all of a sudden, now they they have Dylan Mulvaney. Ay, ay, ay. Oh boy, I'd love to be a marketing person for another beer company because you wouldn't want to see what I would dress the Clydesdales in and the music that I would play. What kind of beer are you going to drink? But I have to, to I have to ask you a question. You would say that, right? You know, we, we, we mentioned even right after this whole thing blew up on Bud, Bud Light, um, we said, well, Yingling uh, is going to take their place as the, the number one beer, you know, made in America, all-American beer. And we would have thought that, you know, they would have just embraced that and run with it. But, you know... All of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, you started to see where they were promoting pride parades and Yingling was having, uh, uh, they were going in the same direction that Bud was going in. They they were walking down the same path. And I'm thinking, wait, 
didn't somebody in your marketing department look at the numbers for Bud Budweiser in the past couple of months? They lost billions of dollars in revenue. They literally were buying the beer back from the, the different uh, branches, the different stores, mm-hmm. because they couldn't sell it. And it was just sitting there going bad on the shelves. Um, I mean, so you would have thought Yingling would have said, whoa, whoa, whoa let's listen. We're going to uh, wrap ourselves in the flag and our customers, and we're going to invite all of those Budweiser drinkers to come over to our beer and become members of the Yingling family, but they 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 went in the other direction. Yeah. They started to promote these gay pride parades and stuff like that, embracing these drag shows. Uh, I, I We read stories about them on this program, and I thought, what is wrong with these people? Are they being pushed by something that we can't see? You know, I, we talked about it. There's um, a ranking program that, uh, mm-hmm. and I can't think of the exact uh, letters. I think it's a ESG or something like that. Uh, but it, it's a ranking program that was created by, I believe, the people from the World Economic Forum, and that, and it was a, a it was a ranking that you they tried to make it uh, so that businesses wanted to have a good ranking on this platform, this ESG or whatever. I think that's what it's called. And mm-hmm. um, and I, th- I thought to myself, the only ranking that a company should be interested in is the ranking of its beer sales ranking, period. You know, forget this uh, woke stuff. This woke stuff doesn't generate revenue for the, uh, the shareholders of your company. And, you know, anything else that you do as a business is a disservice to your stockholders. You know that. If you have a, 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 you're running a corporation and you're not trying to generate business for your corporation ethically, mind you, ethically, but you're not trying to build your customer base, if you're trying to look woke and politically correct at the expense of your sales, you are doing a disservice to your, uh, your shareholders and you should be removed. You yeah, shouldn't be in that position. That's true. Uh, you are passionate about this, and I brought up the topic. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Shame on you. You know, uh, you know, the other thing that's out there is uh, Supreme Court and yeah. uh, affirmative action. And, of course, uh, Biden said, oh, this is not your normal court. Well, and people might go, well, what is it? You know, college kids get to go to college, but and they get to go to Harvard. But it's not anybody's kid. And it's not because they academically deserve it. Bill, you know? I got to play a little bit of, of Joe yesterday. He spoke to the country yesterday afternoon. Uh, did oh, you see this? Get the Constitution and no, well, the, I, uh, I got that later. But but this is when he was. I want you to hear him. This right, this ahead. this is the address. Somebody in his audiovisual department at the White House doesn't like the president because they didn't run his levels on his microphone and he sounded like he sounded like he's off mic i'm gonna play it for you this is off the air listen you know i know today's court decision is a severe disappointment for so many people including me but we cannot let the decision be a permanent setback for the country we need to keep an open door of opportunities we need to remember that diversity is our strength we have to find a way forward we need to remember the promised American. Can you understand what he's saying here? 
No, they're turning on different mics because they don't know what they're doing or they're doing it purposely. I think I heard the butt mic, now I'm hearing the armpit mic. You know, they're off in the distance. I don't know. You know, these... This is bad. There's, there's two microphones literally right in front of his face. The two podium mics. On the, and, and you can't hear him. You literally huh. cannot hear him. So he mumbles on camera live to the nation. I watched it live. I thought... You've got to be kidding. Who is running this guy's levels in the control room? Well, I guarantee whoever did it doesn't have a job. But, you know, <laughs> if they didn't like him and they wanted to screw him up. Yes. He, he had a mag. fan. The, the guy had a MAGA hat on. <laughs> that, that should have been their first clue there. You know. I'm he, a MAGA supporter. But, boy, if they got in wearing that hat and did it, boy, I'm sitting there going, how did you do that? <laughs> he he was in uh, New York yesterday on MSNBC. He flew up there and did an interview. By the way, if you didn't see it, go check the video out. Seriously, he's talking to, uh, uh, I forgot who, Nicole Wallace. That's who he was talking to. Yeah. And yeah. And, and she's a rhino. She was once a, uh, worked in the Republican administrations, and she jumped ship and became a turncoat on MSNBC. But, uh Joe's sitting there talking to her, and then when he finishes the interview, literally, literally, he gets up. The camera's still hot, right? I mean, they're still live, right? What a guest is supposed to do is sit in the chair until the host ends the segment and goes to a commercial. Then they get out of the chair and leave. But Or trip, but you don't no, see it. But then jumping, no, jumping Joe literally jumped out of his seat. in The, the camera's doing a wide shot, mind you. Joe gets up. And he starts walking off the set behind Nicole Wallace. I mean, it, it looked like a scene from Saturday Night Live, <laughs> you know, with, yeah. with with the tottering. Do you remember on uh, what was it, Laughing? Uh, Roland the, Martin's Laughing. Yeah. Do you remember the guy who played the old? Uh, what was it, Artie Johnson? Well, played Artie, the yeah. old guy who who used to. Well, that's kind of what Joe looked like yesterday on that set at uh, MSNBC, but. He got two things confused yesterday. They weren't really big things. It was only the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Listen. I mean, I think some some of your former Senate colleagues on the Judiciary Committee would go as far as to say that it's anti-democratic. Do you agree with that? Well, you know, if I say it's anti-democratic, then it gets <laughs> you get a lot of trouble. trouble. <laughs> no, 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 but, but it, it is, it's, its value system is different. And, and its, it's respect for institutions is different. And in that sense, it is, uh, it is not as embracing of, of all what I think. The, the Constitution says we hold these truths to be self that all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator. It's a uniqueness of America. We never fully lived up to it. We never walked away from it. And this court seems to say that, no, that's not always the case. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution giving states power that we fought a war over <laughs> in 1960. Um, you know, I, I just think it's, um, this is not your father's Republican Party. We fought a war over in 1960? In 1960. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, think Where? about that now. Okay, think about that now. 1960. All right. You and I know. Now, I was a kid, kid, kid in 1960. So if, like a lot of people, you don't really pay attention to that recent history, mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't know. Now, 1960, let's say that you were born in 1970, 1972. All right. 
Uh, you're 50 years old, and I'm sorry to say, but welcome to the senior crowd. You're now a senior citizen and considered a wise elder, but you weren't alive during that time, so you have no idea. That wasn't even relevant during your time that when you started to notice things. So you're going to assume from a person that you might see as an elder as, oh, well, that's a fact. So even though, and they didn't go back and correct this, that was left out there to float. So I'm sitting there going, this happens a lot in the news, and I wonder if Joe, you know, is as senile as we say he is, if some of that is just purposeful, this crap history that he throws out there. Well, if you weren't around to, to actually live it and know it. What amazes me is this media, you know, if, if Trump were to sit there and say what he says, They'd be all over him, like, oh, he doesn't know his history, he's stupid. Uh, they dissect it. They yeah, do they, a total dichotomy of it. But yeah, they just they just either ignore it or excuse it. They just they just no big deal, nothing to see here. It's just mm. Joe. It's just right. Joe. This guy here, this this guy, you know, he may look like an old, uh, feeble old man right now, but he was not a nice guy. He wasn't a good guy. He really, I think back, you probably wouldn't remember this. This was probably around 1991. Uh, I think it was when uh, uh, he was trying to bring down Clarence Thomas. Right. He was joyfully trying to bring down Clarence Thomas. Uh, uh, I don't know whether you remember it. They tried to make allegations against him, and they had hearings. Uh, and, and Biden chaired some of these hearings, uh, and... Uh, it was all over, all over the news, and Joe gleefully tried to destroy this man. Fortunately, it didn't stick because uh, Thomas has ended up being one of the finest uh, Supreme Court justices in our history. As a matter of fact, yesterday uh, in the decision that came down, if you didn't hear about it, I don't know where you've been, uh, but what they did is they struck down affirmative action, which is wonderful because, you know, yeah, they, nobody knows what it is, and that, that's well, what has to be explained. Well, what's interesting, Bill, is what they said was, I think I think it was Roberts who said it, and I very rarely quote Roberts on this show, but he said, you can't, you can't uh, fight racism with racism, well, which exactly. is what affirmative action is, racism. You might want to take yeah. a moment to explain what uh, well, affirmative it's, action it's, is. It's very simple. You know, I'll make it as simple as possible. Um you want to get into college, all right? You have, we'll just say for whatever sake, you have a dumb white guy. And you have an uneducated black person, all right? All right, now, they both go in with equal scores. And maybe they're in the lower 50 percentile, 40 percentile. And they're not accepted, neither one. Well, no, wait a minute. The black person is because of their color. The white guy, go get a job. Well, you know what's even worse, Bill? What's even worse is, let's say hypothetically, you have a young white student or, you know, Asian student or Indian student or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they have a very high score. Let's say they do 12. They can bump out. Yeah, and then... You have a minority come in, a black student. This is how affirmative action works. And it, and it has a decent but not a, a great uh, SAT score. 
Well, the, the student that has the greater score has really worked their tail off to get there. They don't get the position in the college because of their skin color, period. End of sentence. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. the Supreme Court said yesterday is that doesn't work anymore. That's racism. Yeah. Now, you know, if somebody of color is going, well, no, that's not fair. This is what that law also says, that you are inherently stupid. Yes. And I don't believe that for a minute. And that in and of itself is even worse than racism. So when he's talking about fairness and the Democratic Party wants to do this, they just dotted the I's, crossed the T's, made it in bold print and capitalized it that they are the racist party and they think you are stupid. Absolutely. I was listening to a talk show this morning and many uh, of the callers were blacks who were calling in and said, I don't know where it is that people think that the black community is in favor of affirmative action because it, it singles us out as being not capable. The guy says, mm-hmm. I work for a black company right now. We're very successful. We've taken nothing from anybody during the pandemic. We didn't even go in and get government assistance. We kept going on our own. We built the business, and we're proud of what we've done. And that is the kind of people that we are. And, you know, if you look at blacks historically, even during the time of slavery, even when they were living in that terrible environment of slavery, you know, they were amazing as a group. They were, uh, they, first of all, they, they had a family unit, which the Democrats ex- destroyed back in the 60s. The family unit was the nucleus of the black community mm-hmm. back during the slave days and early 1900s. And then in the 60s, for social, for, for, for money, for the sake of money, housing and stuff like that, the Democratic Party made it more attractive for single moms and destroyed families to get funding from the government than for good family units to, uh, to get the money. So it literally did, it did a terrible disservice to the, to the black community back in the 60s. They called it uh, socially caring, right? The Democrats have been the, 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 they've been the ones who've caused the problem since the days of slavery in this country. And now, yesterday, uh, you have someone like Thomas come down and write, they, I haven't read it yet, but he wrote an opinion, a concurring opinion, that was masterful. People say it was the best opinion to come down from the, uh, from the Supreme Court in decades. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the guys I listened to uh, in the talk show uh, out of Boston, Jeff Cooner, said that they should make his opinion into a book. It was so uh, well written. And uh, Thomas essentially says, hey, listen, uh, we are we can stand on our own two feet as a people. We're smart as any other nationality, any other race. Don't give us any special treatment. We can do it on our own. That's what independence really is all about. Yeah, and I agree with him, and he's proof, living proof, that black people are smart. And, you know, it is a white man. You know, it's a greedy, old, grumpy white man, and a bunch of them, and women too, in the Democratic Party, that want to sit there and say they're racist. And you, and Joe has a history of racism, by the way, and he thinks you're stupid. Now, Michelle Obama uh, came out and spoke out against this ruling, but what Michelle forgets to remember is Michelle, Michael, whatever, also um, 
got to go to college over other people. And she didn't just go to any old college, by the way. She went to Harvard. No, she went to Princeton. Oh, Princeton. Yeah, Princeton, yes, yes. It was affirmative action that that was the only way, and not because she had acceptable grades, but that was the only way to get in. Now, bully for her, great that you got in and, and you got that uh, those those letters behind your name, but I'm sorry, you know, was it fair? Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, you took the place of probably – somebody of your race that was a lot smarter and deserved it. You know what gets me about Obama is he was president for eight years. He was president for eight years. He had an opportunity to do a lot for the minority uh, segment of our country, and he did nothing. He did nothing over eight years. He could have worked programs, and he could have— he could have really reached back and given uh, people a hand up. But instead, he played a political game, and he, he got in, in and out of a lot of uh, wars and military skirmishes to keep the military complex funded. And uh, he, he wasn't a helping hand to the, the, the black mm-hmm. community. Now that he's, he's not president anymore, he's throwing his two cents about race into everything. You would think that he's trying to be uh, uh, positioning himself for the next uh, uh, Al Sharpton or, uh, or or whatever, Martin Luther King. No, Martin Luther King is a man that I admired uh, deeply, so I, I won't include him in the group uh, as Al Sharpton by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I think that... I think that you have to be careful who you stand with uh, in this in this debate. I think that Clarence Thomas is somebody that I I think is right on the money. I think he is uh, an intelligent, brilliant man, and I think that uh, he, he he really is speaking as an American. I think a lot of these other guys are speaking as politicians, and they're trying to grease their own skids. When you see Al Sharpton, like I saw yesterday, making derogatory comments about the ruling, I'm thinking to myself, this guy, he's never seen a fire— truck that he hasn't wanted to chase. He's never seen a situation that he hasn't wanted to hang his hat on when it comes to race. I mean, somebody will be uh, killed in a race riot uh, halfway around the country, and all of a sudden Al Sharpton has to be out there speaking and giving a eulogy to this guy he doesn't know. He does it all the time. It's because he wants to be in the limelight. He doesn't want to miss an opportunity. He's not a good guy for uh, the black community. But uh, Not at all. Uh, now, there's a guy who I admire deeply. He's a young guy. His name is uh, he. He's a a congressman named Wesley Hunt. He's from, right. he's from Texas. He was on a, a talk show yesterday, and uh, he thinks that we give too much deference to uh, like the Pride movement. You know, Gay Pride Month, mm-hmm. and, and he thinks that uh, we don't give enough deference to our our veterans. I should point out that uh, Wesley Hunt was a graduate of West Point. He is a uh, military guy, young guy. He's black, and he is a self-made man. He is not somebody who got there uh, because of affirmative action. As a matter of fact, I think he's probably one of these guys who'd be, who would resent that because he brags about, in this, spe- in this uh, little audio clip I have here, he brags about the fact that his father was a general and his uncle was a general, and he comes from a long line of, of successful men in the military, and he's just another one, you know? But anyway, here's, here's Wesley Hunt. 
Uh-huh. We're going to start off the top with some. I want to talk all about Joe Biden's corruption. I want to start off the top with something that I thought was so rad from you. You said, you said Pride Month. How about American Pride Month? That's what we're going to do now. Talk yes. to me about it. American Pride Month. Now, as you know, I love this country because this is the greatest country in the world, and I'm a product of it. I went to West Point. My brother went to West Point. My sister went to West Point. My dad's retired colonel in the Army. 60 years with the military service just in my immediate family, and that can only happen in what I think is the greatest country in the world. Now, we have a Veterans Day. We have Independence Day. We have Memorial Day. And last month, we just celebrated Pride Month. Well, what I want to do is I want to challenge all these woke corporations to wave old glory, our flag, just as proudly and as high as you wave the rainbow flag. That's the point of this. We've got to start teaching our children and our posterity that this place is good. And while we're not perfect, it's as good as it gets in the entire world. And that's why I want American Pride Month to talk about our history every single day and to challenge these corporations to show how you feel about our country. Yes. So th- you know, I love how he says that. He's, he, he really is pride, proud of uh, being an American. Have you noticed how the, the other side, the left, has, has uh, taken hold of certain words and made it theirs? Like pride. You know, I'm proud to be an American. I have pride in my country. Mm-hmm. They, well, all of a sudden, it's gay pride month. It's pride month. Now they want you to say that anytime you say the word pride, you're talking about uh, the gay community. And what he's saying is, no, we should have American Pride Month and use the word like it was originally, you know, the original definition was. Uh, and I think having an American Pride Month is a good idea. It's to go out when instead of having gay pride flags everywhere, put American flags everywhere. Have them hanging for a month. You know, uh, I agree. As a matter of fact, you know, this is the weekend to really put your flags out. Independence Day coming up. I'm doing mine out for the weekend. Let it, I'm going to let it fly all the way through. I think it's a great idea. If you are listening and uh, you have a porch and you haven't got a flag, I'd go get one and, and hang it and hang it proud and be proud to be an American. Um, a lot of things, uh, we, uh, you know, there's still an, an election going on. We have Mike Pence, you know, Mike Pence is running. And, and so where does, where does he show his face? He doesn't show his face in, uh, in like Cleveland or Detroit or someplace. He shows his face in the Ukraine. And last I heard, nobody in the Ukraine could vote for Mike Pence for president. But he was not there. Yet. He was there and in, in, in trying to make, um, do you say not yet, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, we're sending them enough money. They may be a state soon. Who knows? But anyway, no, we're annex him. Uh, he was talking to an MSNBC reporter, Dasha Burns. Uh, I guess they're standing uh, on a street in Kiev. Uh, I think it's Kiev. But uh, here's, here's Pence talking. Uh, again, this guy drives me nuts. He's one of the most big-feeling guys you'd ever want to meet in politics. You know, he, the movement of his head and the thoughtfulness of his answers drives you crazy. Listen. You and I, we've, we've spoken in gaggles. We've sat down together formally. I've sat down with other candidates. But this is not like an interview we've done before. This is not like a campaign stop that I've been on and ever. Um, and you're the first candidate. You're the first presidential candidate in this race to visit this country. 
for others who will inevitably be asked about this conflict, who will be talking about it on the campaign trail. What message do you want to convey to your peers in the Republican Party, to your 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 peers on the campaign trail about what you're witnessing here right now? Go beyond the human loss and the heart break that we've seen from this uh, unprovoked Russian invasion. Uh, you know, my, my message uh, to the American people is simply that um, it's vitally important that America continue to lead on the world stage. I mean, that we stand up to the kind of naked aggression that we've seen here. As we, I, mean, I, I truly do believe uh, that, uh, that by giving the Ukrainian military the resources that we have over the last year and a half to push back on this Russian invasion, that, uh, uh, that, the, that the West has really shown its strength. The American people have shown our commitment to freedom. Look, the war here in Ukraine is not our war, but freedom is our fight. Uh, and by standing with the courageous people of Ukraine, uh, as, as, they, as they not only fight back, but ultimately repel this Russian invasion. I think we're advancing not only the interests of freedom, but let me be clear, my other message is that we're advancing our national interest. Mm. I mean, the, the, the reality is that, uh, that, that Russia, other than during the four years of our administration, Russia has attempted to redraw international lines by force. The antidote to that is American strength and American leadership on the world stage. Uh, and for my part, I'm gonna continue to be a voice uh, for that leadership, uh, because I truly do believe that by giving the Ukrainian military uh, the resources they need to continue to drive back uh, the Russian military to reclaim their sovereignty, will not only send a message uh, about, about, uh, about unprovoked aggression in the world to the Russians, but will send a very clear message to countries like China as they, as they contemplate their own military ambitions across the Asia-Pacific. Wow. Uh, you know, um, this guy, every day he proves himself more and more to be a part of the deep state. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he, he's over there, and he's saying to the people in the Ukraine, we're behind you. You know, what you should be doing if you're the president of the United States, in my humble opinion, is doing what President Trump has said he would do. Work on peace, not work on sending them more money for bullets and bombs and, and having people die on a daily basis. You know, even on both sides, there are people, you know, and they're dying faster than you can uh, snap your finger over there. And they are not something that uh, should be thrown away so casually. And when Trump says, I would have it over in 24 hours, I'm with him. I believe it. And, you know, there's a lot of people that sit there, uh, you know, pro-Trump, even anti-Trump, that are going, you know, the guy says he can do that, and they're willing to give him another chance, uh, not just us, you know, that are Trump supporters, because we know, but they do look back, and no matter what, how they fluff it over with, with what's going on in the administration now, and how great it is that the almighty Joe Biden is president. Who, you know, I'm not even going to say what I'm going to say there, but it's not <laughs> as great as they say it is. And Trump got things done, even with all the crap they were slinging. You know, he still got up and got his job done yeah. and in record time. And they're going, he said he can do it. And I believe he can, which means 
they don't believe in Joe. Can you imagine what he got the support? Can you imagine what he could have done if they just let him be president for four years? If they didn't try every time they would, they, they every time they got in front of a microphone, they were trying to impeach the guy. They were accusing him of Russia, Russia, Russia. Right? How many times did we hear about that? Nothing to it, but they so easily lied about it. They tr- you know, they he, tried desperately to sell that whole narrative. You know, even the woke Roberts, you know, sat there and he was. In a speech, he was talking about Trump, and he was saying, well, you know, he's only got 33% of the Republican Party, which, okay, that number's not quite true. But he goes, then he came back, he goes, Trump is going to win this thing. You know, so he knows that people believe in Trump. You don't have to like the guy. And, you know, that like thing, you're going by a tainted media that's throwing stuff out there. If you've got no skeletons in your closet or things that people can't embellish, then I want to hear from you. But if you've got some dark... I think you're talking about Paul Ryan, right? Paul Ryan, that's it. I'm sorry. I I was thinking, Justice Roberts said that? No, 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 no. no, no. no. It was Ryan. It was Paul Ryan. (laughs) No, Look, you know, uh, I I get names confused. Yes, but unfortunately you know who I am, right? Uh, yeah, I do, I do, Kevin, and I, I think you're a good guy, Kev. Um, I thought you were the governor of California. I am. Yes, really. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to make you a saint. I don't know. Oh. I anyway. Um, well, this is interesting. Um, I I think that I think we're in a situation right now. You have to ask yourself, why is Pence over in the Ukraine? Doesn't he know that he should be working diligently in every state in the U.S. To build up his reputation and to make him more of a saleable person, a, a, a more appealing candidate. Why can he would do he, it? Can well, he work here and build up his reputation, though? I don't think he. I don't think he can. So you have so to ask: is, Why is he in? Why the, is he there? Yeah. Why is he in the election at all? I mean, doesn't he realize that he nobody wants him? He doesn't show up in the polls. Uh, I mean, most of the polls when they do a ranking. I don't see Pence. And if you do see him, it's like at 1%, 2%. I don't know why these guys are are running. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me, but uh, there must be a reason. You know, they're putting money into this. When a guy says he's going to run for president, it's not like he's going to go to the bank, take a few bucks out, drive around the country and, you know, run for it. He's got some money behind him. People are backing him. And somebody's got a plan behind him. And I'm wondering if he's there for a timed reason. And we won't know what it is until whatever it plays out. I have no idea what that would be, but I'm just saying he's not there for nothing. You know, Bill, it it actually gets you thinking about what we were talking at the top of the show, about the fires and stuff like that. Is everything that we're doing in this world staged? I mean, is well, everything planned by some people that we can't see? Is everything part of uh, a script? Why, yes, I do believe it is. Let's take a look at uh, uh, Merrick Garland. Mm-hmm. All right. And the Hunter investigation and how he's lied in that. And it's been proven. And boy, there are some smoking guns there. They're even trying to take the Hunter story and everything and say, oh, you know, that audio tape, it doesn't exist. Oh, it's been debunked. No, friends, it hasn't been debunked. It's out there. But now, all of a sudden, 
Merrick Garland to the rescue of the American public during COVID. There was so much fraud. Oh, let's see who can be uh, who could be the villain. Now? Oh, healthcare. Now I'm not saying this fraud is not real. Mm -hmm. Why didn't he do something before? But no. All of a sudden, he's out there with his gun, taking down health care, $2 billion tracked back to one company uh, leadership team. Uh, fraud, uh, fraudsters potentially stole over $200 billion. Oh, wait, here's another one. Medicare scam stole $1 billion from our pocket. DOG alleges newly, uh, newly charged health care fraud uh, caused $2.5 billion of fraud from COVID. So he's out there because... He is a man of justice going after that well, when he is a crook, well, look a at, liar. Look at Sam Bankman-Fried, right? This is the guy, yeah. who, the guy who had the Bitcoin and, and built people out of billions of dollars of their uh, life savings. And right. you would think that the Justice Department, run by Merrick Garland, would be doing something to, uh, to really bring this guy down. I think he's still living in a palatial estate somewhere. Yeah. I think he's still uh, enjoying living off the fat of the land. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything about his case. Uh, I, I also, you know, we have the ruling that came down last week, of, which, of course, by now is completely old news. It's actually in the history books about uh, right. Hunter Biden and the sweetheart deal that he had. And, you know, he said some reporter asked uh, Garland, do we have a two tier justice system here. Listen to what he said. Do these cases reflect a different standard of justice depending on political leanings? So as I said, uh, from the moment of my um, appointment as attorney general, I would leave this matter in the hands of the United States attorney who was appointed by the previous president and assigned to this matter by the previous administration that he would be given full authority to decide the matter as he decided was appropriate. Um, and uh, that's what he's done. And if you have any further questions about that matter, you should direct him to the U.S. attorney uh, to explain his decision. Now, he's talking about, I believe, the uh, U.S. attorney in Delaware who's looking into Hunter Biden. And he right. says he's leaving the matter to, uh, to that U.S. attorney. But what he doesn't tell you is that the U.S. attorney had said to him, look it, I should be given special counsel powers. I should be given the authority to do more than I can do right now just as a U.S. attorney. And supposedly, Garland wouldn't give him that. Now, he, right. make, he makes it sound in this uh, response like, I defer everything to the U.S. attorney. He has complete authority and control in the situation with regard to the Hunter investigation. But in reality, he's not giving them all of the power that the guy has asked for to do his job properly. You That's know, true. The, this guy Garland is not to be trusted, not to be trusted. There's talk now that there uh, are elements in Congress who want to impeach him. Right, which is why, you know, what I just talked about with... Uh, with what's going on with uh, the fraud from insurance during COVID, Garland's throwing that out there. It is a deflection off of him because he's got some problems. And uh, I think you were talking about, uh, oh, uh, I'm not going to throw a name out there because I don't have it right in front of me, but the, the guy I put in charge didn't have jurisdiction over the states that uh, could sit there and sink Hunter's ship. So therefore it got buried on page 21 in the documents and yeah, yeah. Hunter Hunter got a sweetheart deal. Bob Alinsky, 
Now, this is the guy that could have brought it all together. Never, and never, never called. Never called. Never called. But, you know, and his attorney said, hey, we're here. We, we will witness. We got evidence. We can sit there and shut. We can nail the lid on this case for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what the problem is? Bob Linsky is the guy, in case you don't remember, he's the guy who did the interview with Tucker Carlson uh, yeah. the October before the election. And uh, Bob Alinsky just completely put everything on the table and destroyed Hunter, and everybody turned their back. Mm -hmm. All the other news sources, nothing to see here. So there is proof of the $5 million Chinese pay payment. There's even an audio tape of the guy that from, um, not Chinese, but uh, Burisma. Uh, and um, right. there's even audio tape of, of uh, they got an interview saying, and they're taking what he said in broken English and twisting it, saying, see, there is no proof here yeah. that he didn't say that. But the question was, uh, by Hunter being placed in charge there, because they wanted to have strong, influential American representation, you know, and did Hunter help? Yes, he was very key in us getting to what we wanted. Well, that's an admission of some kind of connection there but you know they're trying to you know downplay everything and turn that story around you know the thing is if it were reversed if it were trump who was in trouble they the media would be all over this they there would be no parsing of words like they're trying to parse now there mm -hmm. would be no defense of trump like they're trying to defend hunter uh, there would be no walking away from any element of the story. They would be all over it because they work for one side, and that's not your side or my side. That's the left side, the deep state side. Trust me, there is a deep state. They're out there. They do have influence, and we see it every day. We see it every day. And if you don't see it right now, you're just not, you're not living in a world with your eyes open. It's, it's so apparent right now. They, mm -hmm. they do things. I mean, we're justifying being in a country like the Ukraine uh, for no good reason. We have no good reason to be there. Why are we spending billions and billions of our dollars that should be, should be spent on our highway systems, on our rail systems, on our hospitals and on our airports, and all of the things that we need desperately to to have be refurbished, you know? Why aren't we doing something positive for our country instead of taking all of that money and sending it to this other this other country to fight a war that we really have no business being involved in? They, I heard Pence say, "Well, we." Uh, we stand with freedom. We stand with freedom. We we should be saying we stand with peace. We stand with peace. You know, f you'll get you'll get your freedom with peace, not with a war going on. You fathead. You you know you shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't be promoting uh, bloodshed. I mean, you talk about being evangelical. Tell me what's evangelical about about people dying. Uh, uh, every day for no good reason. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little passionate, but no, I, no, no, I, I, I'm go sick. on, preach on, brother. I'm sick of these evangelical nonsense people who pretend to be uh, speaking uh, at God's shoulder, and they're talking about supporting a friggin' war that we shouldn't be involved with. 
You know, right. uh, I mean, one thing, God bless Trump. You know, you can say what you want about his hair, about, uh, you know, having a permanent tan, uh, his ego, whatever. I don't care. I love the guy because the guy stood for peace. The guy kept us in peace. He kept us secure as a country. They knew not to step on our, our toes because he, he was unpredictable. He would defend our country, but he wouldn't get involved where he didn't need to be involved. He wouldn't be sticking our soldiers in harm's way. You know, every day we're involved in the Ukraine, we jeopardize our homeland. Every yeah, day that we stay involved, every time we send a missile over and a Russian soldier dies, we alienate another Russian against us. We shouldn't be there. Uh, no, we shouldn't. But we are. And Pence is over there for a reason. I do agree with that. You know, and and you got to look at all the positive things besides just what you just mentioned. You know, our military, we've got some pretty beefy stuff that came about because of the Trump administration. Sometimes Biden alludes that, you know, he was really behind it, but he wasn't because that had to take place in the previous administration, and it's coming to fruition now. We put that that old codger back in. He's going to mm. take credit for a lot of things and tear this nation down once and for all. One more term of him or oh, God of bless someone like him, we are... Toast. In my opinion, yeah, we're done. Because, yep. now, look, I'm not saying we're going to evolve and change. We're going to evolve as a country. We are going to go through changes. But what are those changes going to be? And, you know, they throw democracy and freedom out there and all these other little things that they throw out there. How do you envision this country? How do you want it to be? You know, do you want to be under the thumb of more laws and legislation and the list goes on and on and on and on or do you want to yeah take advantage of some of the uh of the the discover discoveries and technology but evolve as a peaceful uh friendly nation to its population to where you can aspire to be and do whatever you want to be so well said so well said and that's true you know you want to lead the world Lead them to peace. Yeah. Lead them to peace. Show them how to live peacefully, how to resolve their problems without weapons. Yeah, and you know, we talk about all the damage that's been done, and we got to legislate this, and we got to legislate that. Let's quit sitting there harping on all the negatives and go, well, you know what? We do have uh, some problems. Let's find a way to clean it. Let's find a way to make it a better place because we do have the, we have a smart generation out there and another one coming up. And, you know, but we're so quick to identify uh, our youth as well. You know, this kid's got autism or this kid's got that. Uh, or, you know, we, we want to sit there and put them under the thumb to where the government controls them and everything. Let's harness our assets mm. and nurture them, encourage them, and let's build a better planet, a free planet, and not this crap thing where you're yep. you're, you're locked in a cage and you, the cage is going to be the home you live in, your docile. I mean, you, you look at little babies right now and you wonder whether they'll see adulthood now based upon this the world we live in. We live under a, a nuclear pendulum, and uh, anything could happen because of this 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 clown in Washington and his evil people who are who are running the show right now. They're evil, folks. You can't do, you know, just look at what they've done to our country in two and a half years. 
no borders, people are dying of fentanyl every day, drug overdoses, for no good reason. It doesn't have to be that way, but it's happening. Child trafficking. There's a new movie called mm-hmm. uh, The Sound of Freedom with uh, uh, Jim Caviezel, which is coming out the 4th of July. I would recommend that you see it. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet myself, but it's supposed to be a masterpiece. They had a heck of a time getting distribution because it was not mainstream Hollywood. They have uh, some very uh, shady people out there uh, working in the halls of Hollywood. You know, that's why you don't see any uh, great movies anymore. I mean, everything you see out of Hollywood right now is a one-note samba. You know, the days of them making masterpiece movies, great mysteries, suspenseful uh, romances and stuff like that, gone. You get mm-hmm. you get uh, action hero after action hero. You know they're doing Fast and Furious Ten. How many times can they have an auto race? You know, I mean, I'm I'm just saying. But that's yeah. Hollywood. They they've lost their creativity. They will spend two hundred million dollars on a movie that stiffs, and they go, oh well, what happened here? They could have taken five million. They could have made, you know, forty five million dollar movies and had many successes. But they don't think that way. Because no. Hollywood is not a creative place, and it's not really a good place. That's why you, The Sound of Freedom didn't get made there. But it's supposed to be a great movie. It's in theaters, 4th of July. It stars Jim Caviezel. It's about human trafficking and child human trafficking. They say, go there. It's going to be action-packed. It's going to be suspenseful, and it's real. It's about a real story and a real guy. Yeah. And uh, I think we've yeah, just... Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. you have anything more you well, want to Well, no, I, I was, but I would go off on a tangent. I already see that we're at a minute one. So yeah. uh, I was just going to say, you know, it's got to be tough. I mean, I just finished raising kids. And, you know, there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't worry about them. And I got to think about all the parents out there that wonder about their kids. And, you know, they're being taught woke things in school. Mm-hmm. You don't know that, you know, your, your kid might be uh, told that, well, you know what, you're probably gay. You know, or you're this or you're that. And as a parent, yeah. you're going, no, they're not. And you're, you know, you're doing everything you can to protect. And imagine if you're a single parent, a mom or a dad raising a, a kid, and you want them to grow up to have every opportunity that you had, but they're being taken away. Yeah. I, you know, and I, by the way, going into the weekend, no, a lot of people are out of town. I know exactly what you're saying. I, I've, I've often wondered why. You know uh, how difficult it must be for young parents to deal in the environment they 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 live in today. They have all of these things being thrown at them. You have a you have a small child who's a, a little boy who likes to play with a doll when he's three years old. Well, he has to be gay. You know, really. He or no. it's a, or it's a little girl who plays with uh, trucks and guns when she's two and three years old. Well, um, you know, she's probably oh, gay. She's going to be a Republican yeah. when we, she grows we, up. We should go through a sex change uh, procedure right now while yeah. she's young. And then you no, got to wonder. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, and the way they're casting these kids, well, what are they going to aspire to be? Are they going to grow up and be this or that? No, they may not. They may be, and, and you want your kid to do the best. Just let, them, yet, just let them grow. Let them they, grow. Love them. Give them all of the all of the goodness you can give them, and let them grow. They're like a flower. You don't see a flower if a flower starts to bud and it doesn't look perfect when it starts to bud. You don't just rip it out. You give it a chance to blossom. Give it a chance to blossom. You know. Yeah. 
Hey, Quit listen, I think the negativity. We, we got to go. We got. <laughs> hey, we could have a great show tomorrow because we could keep going. Hey, listen, yeah, have a salute to the veterans, by the way. Because oh, yes. you yes. might not be in here for the weekend. You're going to go out and enjoy. And if you do, hey, I'm envious. Uh, send us some pictures uh, to us at mail at itsanotherday.com. And, you know. Yes. And also, you can call us 833 538 7868. 833 538 7868. Leave a message. And would would love to hear from you, okay? 833-538-7868. Until we meet again, hasta la vista, baby. I'm out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>